You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Borderline Idealist. And Chris is eating chocolate right now, so you might hear some chewing. I apologize. No, I'm not. He can't help himself, but that's okay. Because (laughs) (laughs) this Sunday, we're going to be talking about uh, medication, and Chris is taking his medication right now. His his chocolate treats. But basically, Mm. we want to talk about... It's my anti-anxiety medication. (laughs) Okay. It's not prescribed. It's over the counter. Um, But we're going to be talking about the the side effects, um, maybe some medicines that I've taken for depression and my BPD. And just just the journey with that. I think a lot of people have a question, maybe still question or are not very comfortable taking medication. Or maybe they don't believe in medication very much. Because they've had other bad experiences or situations where it hasn't helped them. Um, but based on your opinion and your experience with dealing with borderline, with anxiety, depression... Would you think, would you say that medication has helped you? Yes. And I I know people like that, that just refuse to take any type of medication because they just want to handle it themselves. And I used to be one of those people. I mean, I took, um, a couple of years ago, I was taking medicine for uh, two, two, three years and this was before we met yeah and it's a struggle because you have to sometimes take a different cocktail of medicines so i was taking two or three different types of uh medicines for um depression anxiety and then i had one as needed and when i moved to atlanta i thought that i was feeling totally okay so i just stopped taking all my medicine and then i went into this down downward spiral yeah okay there it is chris of (laughs) self-medicating and that really didn't help me too much it just made things worse and it's it it was way more expensive well and i think it like with self-medication a lot of people think that that helps them but in reality most self-medication methods like smoking weed or drinking or there's so many other things it doesn't really help. It only masks the problem. It allows you to escape from the problem for those moments of times where you are using those drugs. So th- instead of helping you deal with the problems, deal with what's going on, it just masks the problem and, and it doesn't allow you to take control of yourself and control of those emotions to actually work through them. Uh, it, it doesn't really help in the end. I, I want to be careful to say, well, yeah, self-medication isn't always the best, but some people do find things like uh, marijuana soothing, you know, mm-hmm. to help them with their anxiety, to help them get through very anxious times. 
it, it's sort of like I take a boosterone as a um, as needed drug for my anxiety. So when I am when I know that I'm going out into a large crowd or a lot of people, I always keep one on me. And if I feel like I'm getting an anxiety attack or a panic attack, I just pop one in my mouth and it calms me down. Mm-hmm. And that's been a, a lifesaver. I, there, uh, there was a time when I was taking a, a new medication, Effexor, and I had uh, adverse uh, reaction to it. I had an anxiety attack from it, and mm-hmm. I took some Boosbrone, and it calmed me down a lot. So I feel like it can help if, but but I think the difference is in the in the self part of the self medication. If there's not a doctor involved, then you might not be going down the right path. If a doctor prescribes you it, and you're you're going to a doctor on a regular basis. Perhaps it's something that you can add to your regimen. Maybe you're taking something more, something less. What do you think? You, do, you I don't think, think it's so? definitely a doctor. It's needed because they are the arbiter. They can see what's going on, especially if you go in a weekly basis or a monthly basis. They they understand medication a lot better. They understand how chemicals interact with our bodies. I mean, that's they spent over a decade, you know, going to school for these things. Mm-hmm. So they know a little bit more than what we can ever learn on YouTube or <laughs> Google, right? And the problem is with, say, for example, alcohol or even weed. I think weed is not really, a, it's not the gate, gateway drug like a lot of uh, Generation X or, you know, uh, boomers. madness. <laughs> <laughs> or the boomer generation uh, make it out to be. It's, it's not it's not a hard drug, or but it is addictive. It does, especially if you have an addictive tendency already. Some people in, uh, just have that personality that makes them addictive to certain things. And there's an addiction for everything, you know, food and, and sweets. And uh, there's so many addictions, but... With uh, weed, for example, you know, if you become addicted to it, and then as your tolerance level lowers, right, you're going to need more weed to feel the same high. Well, your tolerance grows. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Your tolerance grows. Then you don't even need... know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know he doesn't smoke. Can you tell? I don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, as your tolerance heightens, you're going to need more weed to feel the same high. And then, so not only does that cost more... Then, as you buy more, you also, if you especially now where we have a patchwork, where weed is legalized in some states and only for certain, uh, you know, for certain things, whether it's recreational or medical. So you you could go to jail for having more than X amount of weed, you know, on you, or even I mean any weed. I think you can go to jail for, but you know, it can become a problem, and then also. If you, I think just with the same way that you have withdrawal symptoms for other things, you can have withdrawal symptoms with weed or, you know, alcohol. People can go berserk when they don't have that fix that they need. And so then that's when you start developing those bad codependents. And so then that's when people can spiral even more if they don't have somebody or somebody, someone who can help them look through at these things with a clearer mind. Well, I just want to mention with my, um, the drugs that I'm taking that prescribed by my doctor, I 
have grown a uh, or developed a tolerance to them mm-hmm. at certain times. I started at a lower doses of Effexor, mm-hmm. and then I felt like it wasn't helping me as much anymore, so they had to up the dosage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with those medicines, you have to go up another dosage and keep going up, and then sometimes that medicine would just stop working altogether. I was taking a medicine called Lamictal uh, a couple of years ago, and it was helping me out a lot. Uh, and then last year... I got put back on Lamictal, and I got really bad ringing in my ears. And it it was a horrible side effect. I hated it because I couldn't go to sleep. I was already depressed, and all I could hear was, Ree! <laughs> in my ears. It was horrible. So, you know, there's a there's a tolerance and all, all kinds of crazy things with medicine. But, yeah, with, with self-medication, you do want to be careful with, what you're doing to yourself and how you're masking that problem. Are you really helping yourself out? And my uh, doctor would always tell me that it's 50% medicine and then 50%, you like know, self-will? a psychologist. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want to, you want to be able to be talking to somebody about your problems and working through your problems. And what can I do if I get an anxiety attack? And what if you don't have medicine then? What can, what can you do? What is the root of the problem? And the medicine is there to aid you and to help you, but you also need that other side of it, too. Right, they both go together. Medicine, I think some people have maybe the mindset of... It's a cure-all. It's, it's a cure-all, a, yeah. yeah. As soon as I get on this medicine, it's going to cure it, and I won't have to deal with it anymore. I wish. And I think especially for mental illness, I don't think that's that's the what most people experience. No, it's... It's something that definitely helps me. Like the, the antidepressant that I take, uh, Lativia, it, it helps doesn't me. Take but away your depression. Yeah, it does not cure my depression. I still have times where I am really depressed, and that's when it comes down to my psychologist, my husband being there, my family being there, and what I've I've learned from all of my years of going to psychologists and. And what I know about myself, you know, I have to help myself out of that depression. It can't just be all the medication, but the medication does, does help. I have less depressed days on medication. So yeah, that's the question. Does medication help? And I think, (laughs) I think it It does. does. Well, for me, it does. You know, some people can have different experiences with different medications some medications will give you bad side effects some medications may not do anything at all you know and that might discourage you you'll be like oh no medication will work for me and that's what i was talking about the cocktail i would take different types of medications and then report back to my doctor and be like this isn't working but i think this is working i do feel better on this one every medication is different for every person so right. no, no one medication works the same on everyone. So be careful if you, just because I'm saying medi- medicine names, don't write them down and say, okay, that's the medication that I'm going to take because it works for him. Or don't go on the internet. This is one thing that I did. Go on the internet and research different medications and different people are saying, oh, this one doesn't work or this one does work because it, everything is different for the individual. And then you would get into your mind that you say, if you go to your doctor and then they try to recommend something for you, you're like, well, no, it doesn't work. I've read a lot of negative reviews. Well, one thing that I do before I take a new medication is I don't research it. I don't look up the side effects because I know that if I look up the side effects, I'm going to psych myself out and I'm going to start. 
I might get those side effects. You know, it's all a mental game. You're just, placebo. Yeah, placebo. But in the opposite way. Yeah, and you know, and sometimes I think when I'm taking a medication and I'm feeling better. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe this is just a sugar pill. Maybe my doctor just gave me something and they're just trying to make me, you know, trying to trick me into feeling better. I really don't feel anything at all. But every medication works different for for everybody. But don't look up the side effects. You know, just take the medication and, you know, that medication, all medication takes time to work. It can take a week for one person. For another person, I think for antidepressants, they say it can take up to a month. Um, but I've never had an antidepressant that took an entire month to work, but sometimes you have to let those chemicals build up in your body. And how can you tell if it's, if a medication is working? What are some... Hmm. By the way that you feel. Hmm. That, that's the only way that I know. By the way that you feel. And you have to balance... Every medication comes with a side effect. Mm-hmm. Like the Lativia that I'm taking, it comes with weight gain. Nobody wants to gain weight, especially me. I've always been skinny. And now I got a little <laughs> pop belly and I, I'm... <laughs> mad as hell you know i'm just like what are you what are these fat pills that you're giving me it's a cute pop okay thank you stop rubbing it stop it (laughs) um but it's you have to you have to balance those things everything comes with a a side effect sometimes you'll get no side effects at all sometimes you'll get the worst side effects like when i was taking my effexor which is for anti-anxiety the first two days i took it i would get bad anxiety attacks and then it went away and then i was better able to deal with my anxiety it's just how how you're feeling and you have to give the medication the the time to work so maybe if people had a journal as they were taking these medications that would help a lot to see and how well how much or how much they're progressing or not and that's one thing that i I did want to bring up chris and i um i'm looking it up right now i want to make sure i say the the name right we use an app um called medisafe and i put all my medications on there and i usually take them at 11 p.m and it brings a reminder and then you can have um uh connect um, you can connect people to your account mm -hmm. so that if the person forgets to take or forgets to note their medicine intake in the app It'll send everybody who's connected to that account a message. Hey, Ajani forgot to take his medicine. Maybe you should remind him. And then Chris can nag me and be like, oh, you're <laughs> acting this way because you didn't take your medicine. Uh, no. <laughs> no, he never Usually says that. it's He's always nice. like, usually I'll get the notification. So I'll just yell out, did you take your medicine? You're like, yes, I just forgot to write it down. But, like, okay. but it helps to remind you that you took it. Because sometimes I, I, the, uh, the reminder would go off and I'd be like, wait, did I take my medicine or not? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. You know, that's always the worst because you're like, dang. So um, you should have your phone <laughs> in, in the, you, and, you always take your medicine in the bathroom. Yeah. So. And I, I also put into one of those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday little things um, and try to not take it directly out of the big bottle. Sometimes I do and that's how you kind of lose track. But if you just go on and put it away for each month, I mean, for each day, <laughs> uh, then you know exactly, you know, if it's empty, you took it. Right. Um, but on that app, also, they have a, a diary or a little journal that you can write down how the medicine is affecting you. And that's something that I used when I was start taking a medicine. I would write down, had anxiety attack or not feeling great today still, you know. And then, when you know, just let a 
I, I try to do it in a week. I try to give it like two weeks. You know, I, I try to give it time until I see my doctor, unless the, the side effects are just so bad that I have to contact my doctor and be like, I don't know if I can stand this medicine because I'm definitely not feeling better. This mm -hmm. is getting worse. But having a diary or a journal that you can write down, you know, how you're feeling that day, that's a good way to see, you know, if the medicine is helping you, how it's helping you, and, you know, what side effects you can take and, and what you, you can. can handle. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe also if you have somebody close to you that is aware of your situation, uh, a spouse, a best friend, a relative, <clears throat> I think it's good to let them know maybe, you know, about the new medicine you're taking and sort of, especially this will especially work if you see someone regularly and you talk to them regularly, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, let them know that you're taking new medicine and maybe they can give you some feedback on how they've noticed you interacting with them. Yeah, that's that's a good comment there because Chris is uh, was another person that would notice, you know, if I'm acting differently. Or sometimes I'll just ask them. I'll be like, have you noticed I've been, you know, less angry? Like, or less, oh, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> less erratic <laughs> or less whatever? You know, he... Uh, is kind of my gauge on that. Sometimes I can't even tell. I'll just take the medicine and, and not even be able to really see if I'm changing or not. When uh, a couple of years ago, when I started medicine, my parents would just come into a room and be like, You've changed so much. Like, what is that? That new medicine? Ooh, what is it? I love it. Oh my gosh. I wish <laughs> we would have found this years ago. So that's why I knew there was a difference because. When I'm off of my medicine, I am a different person. I am way more depressed, low energy, struggling, Erratic. anxiety, just just a mess. But when I'm on medicine, things are a little bit better. They are just You're still a mess. I can but just not as <laughs> I can I can manage, you know? And there are still down days, but I can manage a little bit better. And it was it's better than than self medicating, than trying to find my own way and, and not having a doctor, you know, having somebody ask me if my medication is working, let's try another medication, uh, is really great. And my doctor, um, was telling me that there is a, some kind of test that you can take to see what kind of medications are right for you. What you're allergic to? Yeah. What you're, what, what you're allergic to or, uh, which ones will best help you? Because oh, I know okay. you can go through a, a lot of different medications trying to figure out which one is going to give you side effects or which one is going to, you know, really uh, help your brain. But there's, uh, I forgot what the test is called, but it's some kind of test that I think looks at your blood or your genetics and can help you figure out the, the best medication for you. But yeah, it's just always good to remember that all medication reacts to everyone differently. And I think that's the same for even over-the-counter medicine. You know, some people have to take more over-the-counter medicine than others, or some people just take less. Some over-the-counter medicine doesn't help people at all. You know, that's just the way that it is. Uh, I just did a quick Google search. <laughs> it looks like there's a test called GeneSight or something where they basically test your test for your genetics. Mm -hmm. And of course, all 
all we are are chemical reactions. You know, mm-hmm. we're bi- biological creatures that have chemical reactions. So all of our medicines are going to act. And that's why different medicines um, have different effects on people because we're all chemically made up a little bit different. So I think that's what the test does. It tests your genes to see what kind of chemical composition you have to see what best um, what will best react with certain medicines that we have in the market. Yeah, so that's something that if you're thinking about taking medicine or if you've been on a long journey of trying to find the right medication that you can look into and make it a little bit easier on you. And uh, like Chris said, you know, it's all about chemical reactions and the chemicals in your body, how it's reacting to you. And that's, you know, that's something that we've discussed as well in the past about especially medicine for mental illness and how oftentimes a lot of these mental illnesses are basically with sort of like with depression, for example, or anxiety. Um, they are chemical reactions that are happening in our brains, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, what do you, how do you, what really goes on when you fall in love? It's it's, it's chemical reaction that you have. Synapses going off, right? I thought it was my heart growing. No, it has nothing to do with the <laughs> organ of the heart. The butterflies <clears throat> in my stomach. Right. So, and, you know, what these medicines do is help supplement or help regulate those chemicals. And that's why oftentimes these self-medications don't really work because you're not going to the root of the problem. The problem is not, you know, it's... It's not that you need to, that weed is, um, or say, maybe weed's the bad example, but alcohol, for example. Alcohol is a natural, it's a depressant for people. So depressed people shouldn't really be drinking alcohol if they're in a really bad state. And they shouldn't be drinking alcohol to the point where they get drunk and and then they can't control themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I have a hard time with, uh, with you drinking sometimes because I'm like, you know, I always monitor you because I don't want you to get past a certain point where you start getting depressed. And and also chemical alcohol has will interact with medicine. So I'm like, especially in the evenings, you can't you can only have one glass of wine or something. OK, because... mom. <laughs> Jeez. So chemical reactions. Oh, yeah. So the, the medicine, you know, affects you chemically mm-hmm. and it's meant to supplement those missing parts of our chemistry then those self-help ways like alcohol to deal with problems when you're drinking you're not really it's not really helping you deal with the problem it's not helping you chemically make up those things that are missing it's only masking it it's only making you forget for those moment of time when you're drunk and then when you get sober again those same feelings those same uh things that are missing in your chemical body are are still missing and that's why you don't really help yourself. You're just masking it. You're just help, helping you get through that moment in time. Yeah, that's that reminds me of something uh, a psychologist told me about uh, when I would cut myself. When I would get really stressed out, I would cut myself and it, it made me feel, I guess, better. Not really, but it, it, it just released something in me. Mm-hmm. And they would say that it's a short-term fix for a, a long-term problem mm-hmm. and that's just like with just self-medicating you know the problem is still going to be there you'll never have enough of whatever you're using them to, to mask it up to, to mask it over mm-hmm. because it's still a long-term problem you have to attack 
the problem itself. And I don't know how long I need to be on medicine. You know, I asked I ask my psychiatrist that from time to time. Is this going to be for the rest of my life? And she Probably. says, well, she says that, you know, think back to when I got off my medication, you know, I had good days and I had bad days, but when I had bad days, they were really bad. And the medication is there as a safety net so that when I have those really bad days, I can kind of help myself think a little bit clearer and be like, you know, I don't have to cut myself or I don't have to have suicidal thinking. I don't have to get really depressed. This is just a bad day. It's okay. But when I didn't have the medicine... A bad you know, day wasn't just a bad day. Yeah, a bad day w- would go on for many days. Like, I would just be anxious and, and have anxiety and just think about a, a stupid little thing that I did for weeks. And it was not fun at all. Oh, that's especially... That reminds me of when you were working at your old old place. Mm-hmm. And even small things like <laughs> you forgot to write this down in the sheet or something like that, mark something down, or you forgot to drop your deposit box or something. Yeah, some um, something about the money, I forgot. Or it was just small stuff mm-hmm. that I was just like, you know, and so you would get home and you would have your freak out moment. I'm like, well, it's okay. You know, you can just fix it tomorrow. You're like, no, I, I, I can't. And then you'd do a little bit of a spiral and then you would just have to go off back to work to take care of whatever needed to take care of because... You couldn't call anybody to get th- to help you fix whatever needed to get fixed, and you couldn't wait either. It had to be done right then and there. <laughs> and we took a lot of trips back to work after you, you had your you know eight ten hour work days. You would come home, and then you would have to run back in the middle of the night because you would remember something, and it would be something that you just you would just sit on. You we would I remember. We would try to watch TV or play a video game or something. And throughout the whole time you were with me, you would just keep thinking back. And I would see some of that thinking in your head, in in your face, you know. We would be doing something and all of a sudden you would just trail off. And then you would come back. Yeah, it was horrible. And I tried every way that I could just to get it out of my head. But the best thing I did was to get back on my medication because I don't have too many of those days where I dwell on negative feelings or something small that I did. And sometimes I'll tell Chris things like, I'll be like, oh, I didn't do this or I didn't shake this person's hand. What if they're thinking this bad thing about me? And Chris always says the same thing. Oh, they're probably not even thinking about that anymore. And they're probably not, you know, it's just that anxiety. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the, the side effects that, um, a little bit more about the side effects that you oh, can yeah. have. Sure. Just about the the common side effects, the uh, the weight gain. Um, most antidepressants will give you uh, weight gain. Uh, antidepressants can also give you get make you a little bit more depressed at before first. they yeah yeah at first before you get better. That's why they say on the package, you know, if you get more depressed, contact your doctor. And I feel like that's what. Any um any one of the medications sometimes it gets a little bit worse before it gets better because I guess your brain is adjusting to it. Um, another symptom that I've heard from people is the brain shocks, and that's when there's like this twitching in your your head. 
I know I've, I've got that from Boost Prone, and I've also got that from uh, Effexor. If I don't take it uh, in time, like I have to take it at 11 o'clock every day, uh, if I miss it for a day, then there's this... Um, I remember I was trying to describe it to my sister before, and it's just like this little... I, I don't even know how to describe it. I just They're called brain shocks, though. And it feels like... It's just, like you, somebody's sapping you? Yeah, something's zapping. Z- zapping you. Like something's not connecting hmm. in your brain. Uh, so, you know... Th- Is it mm-hmm. kind of like maybe like a short burst of brain freeze? Yeah. Like so- when you get a brain freeze, you're like, and then... But it's usually lo- you know, for a couple of seconds and then it goes away. Yeah. Is it yeah, like it's short? Just, yes, and- it's very short. I've read about it. I've he- um, heard about it from other people. And it, it's usually when you start taking the medication and then you ha- you haven't taken it in a while. Or if you're trying or if you stop taking the medication. Yeah, if you just stop taking it all um altogether or what's that medication that you said mm-hmm. you have to ease off of it? Uh Effexor. Effexor oh. I have to ease off of because uh, also I used to take Klonopin and some uh medicines can be addictive. Like Klonopin I used to take it as an as-needed for my anxiety. And it calms you down. It kind of makes you a little tired. But if you stop taking it, you feel really weird and just out of your body. And some medicines you have to work with the doctor and, and slowly come down from them. And some medicines you have to start at a low dose and then move up to a higher dose to actually start to feel something. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, I'm depressed. Okay, well, let's start this medication. You may not feel anything for the first two weeks, but then we're just going to keep moving you up and up and up. And then it can get frustrating that, you know, when you start taking the medication for two weeks and then you move up to the next dosage on the third week and then the next dosage on the fourth week, and you still don't feel better. You know, you can get very discouraged, you know, mm-hmm. with, if if a medication feels like it's not working, if the side effects are too much, if you're just frustrated trying to find um, a medication that will work for you. But I would just tell anybody who's thinking about taking medication and and is having a really rough time in their life and and talking to a psychologist isn't helping alone to keep trying. Because there are medications out there that will work for you. It just takes time. And it is so frustrating. You know, sometimes you'll be lucky and you'll find a medication to start off with. And you're like, oh, this works for me. But sometimes those medications, they may stop working for you in a couple of years. Or you may have to go up in a dosage. But this is all about taking care of yourself. It's all about making yourself feel better so that you can have a better quality of life. Feel better on the long run as well. Yeah. Right? So I think some people like we want to stress out we want to stress that it's okay to feel exasperated or to feel frustrated during those initial first weeks because it's either not affecting you the way that you wanted to be affecting you mm-hmm. immediately. But you have to remember that like a lot of medicine, no, I don't think there's any medicine that affects you immediately that you see an immediate change or response to. 
And like with your, when you were experimenting with your medication, trying to find the new one that would, that would work for you. I remember those, that, um, this one medication that you had to level up the, the dosage. Yeah. And it took a, a whole month for you to be able to feel something. And it was just really frustrating for you. And, but it's something that, you know. And that medication really, it, I felt like it wasn't helping me in the long run. So I had to switch to another medication. So, you know, it can feel like, man, I wasted my time. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasted all that time when I could have been on something else. And I would tell my psychiatrist, I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of taking medication. You know, what's wrong with me? You know, what's wrong with my brain that I need to take medication and everyone else is normal and they just have a normal brain, (laughs) you know, but everyone has something that they're dealing with. And, you know, if it's a heart condition, diabetes, and, you know, everyone has something that they're dealing with that they need, they might need to take medication for. And you just have to be patient and keep going in a, in a positive route and, and believe in yourself. Yeah. I think the most important thing is to not give up. Yes. Because you already know, it's like I, I've told Ajani as well in the past. When he has wanted to stop taking medication or something, or um, especially during that time where you're still finding the right medication, it's like, well, we already know what you go through when you don't have medication. We already know how you feel, how you react to certain situations, right? So you're already down here. There's only way, well, what is that? There's only room for improvement from here, Mm -hmm. right? Basically, you're already down here. You can't go any further. Let's let's just keep working. Let's you know. I know it's it's hard, but uh, you just gonna have to push through it, and you, we will find something. And you know, it's like it's like going through those long tunnels. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of time, but if you keep moving forward, you'll eventually come out on the other end. And I I know it's hard if you're already depressed, and then they tell you that you need to take medication and then you need to go through all this. I mean, that's even more tough. You know, that's that's even more of a journey. But I feel like if you want to feel better, you have to keep working at it. It's, it's not easy to get out of depression. I think that if you've ever gone through depression before and then made it back, you are one of the strongest people in the world. I mean, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And I, I know that. So I have I have a lot of respect for people that deal with mental illness and are able to, you know, try to live as much of a normal life as possible. And if you if you need to be on medication, so be it, because it will help you in the long run. I I will definitely say medication has helped me and I'm just I'm so glad that my anxiety is much better. And that I don't have to worry about things constantly because it was exhausting. It was exhausting. I, I was just, I couldn't go to sleep at night because I would just worry about every little thing, what everyone was thinking about me. You know, what? I don't even think about that anymore. My self-esteem is better. And it took, it took work, so. You still have bad days. No, everything like... is perfect. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think it's also, just as it is important to know that medica- medication helps and can have a very positive effect on you overall in your in your life. It is also important to recognize that medication is not going to fix all your problems 
And that once you find that medication, you're never going to feel depressed. You're never going to feel anxiety. And you're never going to have moments of, you know, too much emotions or too much yeah. feelings, right? But it, it's, it's meant to help you, help you help yourself get through those moments. And just like you still have depressed days, depressed weeks sometimes, moments of high anxiety, um, but at least you're able to bring yourself back, walk yourself through the through those moments and say, you know, everything's going to be okay. I have Christian. I have, you know, X, Y, Z. I have my cats. So <laughs> it, it helps you regain perspective, I think. Yep. And I think that's the most important part for the vacation. Mental illness is a lifelong battle. There's no other way of looking at it. If you are dealing with mental illness, it is lifelong. It is something that will affect you and the people around you. And that's just how it is. But it doesn't mean that you have to have a shitty life. And it doesn't mean that you have to suffer. And it doesn't mean that you need to be alone. You know, that's what this podcast is really about. It's about sharing the struggle of mental illness with other people so that they know that there is hope and that they're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone and that we're here for you. So okay. I think I think we'll end on that. Mm -hmm. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, as always... You can always log on to borderlineidealist.com to look at past episodes. Send us a comment or any suggestions for future topics. Yes, please. <clears throat> uh, you can uh, go also, to the website. Also, leave us a review. Website. Yeah, go to iTunes and leave us a review. If you go to the website, there are some directions there on how to do that. We or really leave us would a review on, on Facebook. Wherever you're at and wherever you find us, you can leave us a review. Give us some positive uh, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Yeah, we definitely do. Um, I love doing this podcast, and I love all the responses that we've had from people. So, <laughs> oh, Chris is telling me to wrap it up, because I was telling him to wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is a good episode. Thank you guys for listening. See you next time. See you next Sunday. Bye. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.